0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state It's time for the pick and save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA President and Head Coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 1057 FM, the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern.
1: Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaching Association show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver, My co-host is Scott Holler. Scott, Alex Benellis, what a great kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's special, you know, and, and this is, and, and this goes without saying, but, you know, when you get into teaching and coaching as a profession, um, those are the kids that obviously leave a lasting impact, and, and you learn from them. Um, I'm a better person for for having seen a kid like Alex Benellis and getting to know a family like the the Benellis family and um, just they they keep you grounded and they they put things in perspective. Um, Alex is a kid that definitely gets it and and he's he's earning everything he gets in life and he's doing a great job.
1: Hey, our next guest, he is uh, boy. I'll tell you what, you want to talk about if you're a Wisconsin baseball guy to be proud of somebody, Gavin Lux, Kenosha Indian Trail graduate. Uh, Played at Kenosha Trail. Now he is uh, playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He is joining us for the next two segments. Hey, Gavin, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. How are you doing today?
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. Always, it's always good to talk baseball and all that good stuff. I'm doing good, just uh, fighting boredom. I'm I'm sure as as everyone else is. Yep,
1: man. What? So tell me, are you are you um, in California now, or are you in the state of Wisconsin? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm
3: actually I'm in Wisconsin, so um, pretty much they shut down everywhere in LA. So I didn't really have anywhere to work out. Um, so coming back home to Wisconsin, I still have uh, my uncle who throws BP to me a bunch, and then, uh, I still have like a gym to work out at. One of my buddies owns one, so I'm actually uh, I'm doing all right, you know. Can
1: Augie still throw it a little bit? Oh, absolutely. He's uh, he's. Uh,
3: if I ever gotten a home run derby, which I doubt I will. Uh, he would be, he
1: would be my go-to BP guy. Man, that's, that's uh, that. I, I love hearing that. I I really do. Oh, he, yeah. uh, Gavin, he. You have to understand, guys, my age. You know what? Augie Schmidt was the man. I mean, he was the guy <laughs> back in the day. And don't tell him I said that, but I'm telling you, he was <laughs> the guy that we all looked for and rooted for. And we would say, hey, I watched him play here, or I played against him, or I saw him. You know, all of that stuff is is who your uncle was. And, and I'd love when you say, look, if I ever got into one of those, he'd be the guy that would be thrown to me. I, I really en- I enjoy that a lot. Hey, Gavin, can we talk a little bit about your days at Indian Trail? This is the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show. And Alex Benellis, the guy who was just on before you, played four years at Oak Creek and said, look, I, there was a little bit of pressure to play travel ball but I really wanted to play with my guys from my high school and I want to talk to you a little bit about that as well. Um, you, you played at Kenosha Indian trail and you're playing for the Dodgers. So it doesn't get any better than that, but playing high school baseball was awfully special for you.
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think for me, uh, growing up with a lot of guys that I was, I was, I was actually playing with, you know, those are like your boys and, and your childhood friends. So, uh, for me, I've, I always thought high school baseball was one of the funner times I've ever had playing baseball. Uh, so I really enjoyed high school baseball, and um, we always had pretty good teams. And so, I mean, you add that into it, too, and we went to state, you know. And I mean,
1: I had a lot of really good memories playing, uh, playing high school baseball, you know. But that's really good to, to hear because, we, you know – what we do on this show is we, we highlight the Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association and we talk about guys that played at their high schools and played, like you said, with your boys and then move on and, and, and they go to, to play at different levels and to hear from somebody who is, who is now playing at the highest level that you can play uh, to say, hey, look, that those were great times for me uh, to be able to do that. Hey, how early on, when you, when you were playing baseball as a little kid, did you know that that uh, man you might have been the best player in the field on most of the fields that you played on, and you had a chance to play at a really high level? Huh. Uh, honestly, for me, it, I wasn't that early. Um,
3: you know, I never really thought I was the best player on the field or anything of that nature. Probably until I got older, so maybe my junior, senior year where I started having, you know, a little more confidence and I started to to get better. But when I was younger, I was, I don't think I was ever, uh, you know, the best player on the field. Um, I was always good and pretty, you know, skilled and knew what I was doing. But uh, physically I was always smaller. So I was never really probably the best player on the field growing up. And um, I don't think I really started to um, figure out what kind of player I was maybe until my, Sophomore, junior, senior year of high school.
2: Hey, Gavin Scott Holler here. Thanks for joining us again, um, Coach Schmidt from Indian Trail. When I when I you know talked to him, and obviously uh, I'm not sure if you know, but obviously we're in back in the Southeast Conference now, so I've gotten to know Coach Schmidt, and what a great guy and a great coach. Um, he speaks volumes about you and your character. Um, kind of going back to that a little bit when you were when you were younger growing up in Kenosha was, and obviously with your uncle being a legendary coach at Carthage, how how early did you start kind of tagging along, you know, with, with Coach with Coach Schmidt, with Augie? Um, was that something you did on a regular basis? Uh, what what was kind of your path? Was it just the youth leagues in Kenosha? I know eventually you went on and, and had, you know, great success with hitters and R.J. Fergus, but kind of take us through, when did you really start to latch on? Was it because of Augie?
3: Yeah, I think... A hundred percent. My grandpa played uh, minor league baseball. So, so there's like a lot of baseball history in the family. So for me, it it was like, you know, I was kind of like almost born into it. And um, Augie had me over there at at Carthage, you know, turning double plays and and hitting on the field with his team as early as God, I mean, six or seven. Uh, So for me, like growing up around that program, it helped a lot. And, just being around older guys and, um, a lot of good players, you know? So uh, I think that kind of helped me grow up and just the baseball IQ aspect. And obviously the game's faster at the college level than it is when you're 10 years, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know? Uh,
0: Right.
3: So I think it just helped me grow up faster and, and kind of understand the game a little better, but, uh, you know, obviously Augie having Augie over there is a huge blessing and, and he's done. So much for me and my career, and uh, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at without without his uh, guidance. Yeah. Probably.
1: That was, we're that was talking- pretty special. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Uh, we're talking with Gavin Lux again, uh, second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Played a connection in Trill Scott. I, I was watching uh, this morning uh, a short video uh, that I found, and it's Gavin Lux's impressive major league start, and my favorite mm-hmm. part of this video, I mean, two hits, you know, his first pitch, he knocks right. uh, in the center field yep. for a base hit, but the when they showed, was
2: crazy. Yeah.
1: oh my goodness, when they showed his mom, <laughs> when she yeah. took a big breath when he got in the batter's box yeah. and how excited she was, and then when they announced her at the end after he hit a double second time up and he said, too bad Robert Redford wasn't younger, he would play Gavin Lux." as wow. the natural, and <laughs> sure. I just thought, you know what, one of the best lines but my favorite was watching his mom take this deep breath as he got up for his first at bat and yep. just how you could see the relief on her face and how happy she was <laughs> that her son yeah. first pitch, just get it out of the way boom, get that hit Hey Gavin, do you remember what you were feeling when you got in the batter's box that first time? Yeah,
3: that, um, that whole day I was like extremely anxious um I, I, I was definitely nervous you know nervous but i just wanted to go play and, and get out there like the whole day out and the last really ever since i got called up um i was just thinking like you know i just can't wait to go out there and play like i'm so anxious and uh, like couldn't really eat anything the whole day couldn't really sleep um and yeah i think i was just feeling a lot of different emotions you know like as a kid that's what you dream for and Um, getting that call up, I thought it was just, it was really special. And then obviously my family being able to be there and um, them, all the sacrifices they've made for me over the years, it just uh, made it that much more special. So
2: I thought one of the cool moments there too, Gavin, was that not only your parents, obviously, but, but Augie was there as well. That meant that had to mean something special to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's been
3: uh, on and off the field pretty much like a mentor. So um, yeah, obviously, and being there just makes it even that much more sweeter, too, and I think he might have gotten the most emotional out of,
1: out yeah. of everybody, so <laughs> right.
3: uh, that that makes yeah. it funny and, and and better off,
1: so, you know. Right. Hey, Gavin, you know the nice thing about playing for Los Angeles is is Los Angeles is, is like a mirror image of Kenosha, right? So you go from <laughs> yeah, Kenosha yeah. Kenosha to, Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like just being <laughs> at home again. Well, how different I mean, obviously, it's it's quite a bit different um was it was it hard to to get used to that uh, lifestyle living in los angeles uh i was actually
3: out there a bunch in the off season the past few years so i i kind of knew what to expect um so for me it wasn't that big of a a, a surprise or an adjustment i feel like i can kind of fit in wherever i go um so, for me, it wasn't that big of an adjustment, no, but uh, L.A.'s, uh, the fans, and um, the city, obviously, uh, it's, it's pretty special. So, uh, probably no place I'd rather be, honestly.
1: Hey, can, can uh, we real quick, Scott, and then um, we're going to get to a break, but talk about the journey for you. Um, you know, I, you you were the Baseball America's Minor League Player of the Year. You were the Dodgers Minor League Player of the Year two years in a row. Uh, but to go, like, from, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, to, to make those jumps – Um, Can you talk a little bit about that journey to get to to, to play in Major League Baseball? Was that a difficult time for you, or was that something that you really embraced?
3: Yeah, for me, it was. um, I had my ups and downs at points. Um, 2017, my first full season, um, probably was maybe 175 pounds still. Physically wasn't, you know. Probably ready to handle a full season, which is 142 games. Um, struggled, you know. I think I was hitting 200 up until the All Star break, which, yeah, it's, you know, that's a long time to be to be hitting sure, 200, right. Um, right? Yeah, and that was kind of like a big adjustment for me, as I never really struggled before. So, how do I handle struggle and failures when I've never really dealt with it? So that was kind of a learning. Uh, process for me and which looking back at it now has probably turned out to be a blessing. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. we all know baseball can kick you in your you-know-where sure. uh, on a daily ba- on a daily basis, so um, I think I learned how to fail early, which which I'm thankful for. And Really, after that 2017, though, um, I didn't really have too many big bumps in the road, uh, but I definitely had to readjust and rework my swing and make a lot of adjustments to my game to uh, be able to perform um, at a certain level. So
1: we're going to get to a break. We're going to hold Gavin Lux over for uh, one more segment. Again, he is the second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. a Kenosha Indian Trail a proud, Kenosha Indian Trail graduate, and uh, we will get uh, one more segment with uh, with Gavin Lux on the other side. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. Oh, Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors in Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, Scott Holler, head baseball coach at Oak Creek, and the president of the WBCA, my co-host. Hey, Scott, um... Gavin Lux just turned 22 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I insane. didn't know where my socks were when I was 22. This <laughs> kid, right? Just kidding, right? Oh my no, he's gracious!
2: You know, he's he's a kid, and, and and I was unfortunately I didn't get a chance to coach against Gavin in high school. But obviously, getting to know Coach Mike Schmidt down at Kenosha Indian Trail, and uh, he's told me some stories about Gavin. And again, what a high character kid he is. He mentioned that mentioned Gavin you you made a stop at at Indian Trail one day at high school I don't know if it was during the school day or what but you got bum rushed I think by like a couple hundred people is that true
3: uh, Yeah it was after <laughs> it was after the season every every year when I come back I would go back and say what's up to some of my teachers that I had cuz those people obviously had a lot of um, impact my life also, so
2: absolutely. Um,
3: oh, I always go back and say what's up, and yeah, it was it was kind of a, a mess, <laughs> but um, you know, it's 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 all good.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, Gavin, when when you were drafted in the first round and you you had committed to Arizona State, did you know weeks in advance that you had a pretty good chance that that that's where you were going to go, and 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 they had made, you know, let you know that if you were there at twenty, they're going to take you. No, yeah,
3: I honestly didn't know um, the Dodgers were going to take me until it it popped up literally on the screen. So wow, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a good surprise, but um, I didn't really know what to expect because I just figured uh, they you know they give you most or some teams give you a call before they take you and say hey we're going to take you here uh, you know congrats but we just want to let you know and the Dodgers always I guess like to surprise their their guys so. Um, huh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know until it popped up on the screen. But um, it was. That's definitely uh, the team you want to get drafted by. I think they do. They do a, a good job in, in every every aspect of, of baseball.
2: You know, Gavin, your story is great because to hear you say that you truly didn't think you were really maybe the best player on the field till like junior senior year in high school. That's very inspiring. I mean, obviously you played at a high level and played for an elite travel team like Hitters. But to hear you say that, I think, gives a lot of inspiration to young guys because you, you kind of claim yourself as kind of a late bloomer. Um, I've heard you know read a couple different articles, like you mentioned earlier in the show, where you weren't the biggest guy. You weren't the strongest guy on the field. And that's obviously the great thing about baseball. When did you commit to Arizona State? Was that around your junior year of high school, sophomore year of high school?
3: Um, I originally committed to Virginia Tech, and then I ended oh, up okay. committing because of coaching changes. Um, okay. But I believe, yeah, it was right before we played our state game in my junior year wow. of high school, yeah. So yeah. whenever that is, right, right. before summer, Which is so. pretty
2: let's like and now I mean it's it's fairly late for a uh, for a huge 100%. program like Arizona State. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think you see freshmen committing early now right. and stuff. Pretty much if you're a high level sophomore, it's like these guys are already committed or you right. Uh, right. so yeah, I think it is late.
2: So talking. you're, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Mike. No, go ahead. Well, Scott. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask Gavin one more thing real quick about the draft. Cause you hit on it. Um, did you, was your showcase series, was your travel, you know, that, that sees that senior year, you know, before the drafted, I mean, was there a specific event or a, a showcase that you were at or whatnot, or was it them coming to see you in the spring? Where do you think you jumped to the first round? Cause that's just obviously incredible for a Wisconsin kid to go in the first round and to go that high.
3: Yeah, probably um, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be more of a second, third-round pick um, going into my senior year. because I, I did okay. pretty good on the showcase circuit, but I didn't do do great by any means. Okay. Um, so probably uh, about halfway through my senior year, um, sure. started to, to hear some first-round buzz, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, but ultimately, you don't know until you know.
1: Right. So it
3: right. physically happens, you
1: know. So yeah, we are talking with Gavin Lux again, the second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Gavin, as a rookie and a 21 year old going into that that uh, locker room, and and you're looking around, and there's Clayton Kershaw, and there's you know Cody Bellinger and Cody Seeger and Corey Seeger, and you know these guys, Justin Turner. Uh, Any, you know, did you have to kind of just pinch yourself a little bit, or did you just walk in and and feel as though, okay, I'll be okay here?
3: Uh, They, uh, obviously, you know, guys like Kershaw and JT, and um, there's so many good players in that locker room, but uh, they do a really good job at making you feel welcome as as soon as you you get there. Um, At the end of the day, all of us want to win, so uh some teams you know are and in the past uh rookies kind of get the little rookie hazing but uh the dodgers um they do a really good job and i think that's the culture and then the veterans um um, it says a lot to what kind of people they are and um you know as a rookie you know you go on there you don't really have relationships with anybody so it's kind of a a comfort period where you're trying to figure out you know how, how can i be comfortable here how can i interact with people and you're kind of walking around on eggshells a little bit, um, but they do a really good job at, at making you feel comfortable and welcome
1: uh, right off the rip. So the culture there is good. You know, Gavin, there's, there's, um, there's more and more players now from the state of Wisconsin that we get a chance to talk about playing at a high level than I think ever before. And, and I think it's because the high school coaches are are quality coaches. And then there's opportunities um, outside of American Legion ball, which is much bigger outside of the state than it is here in southeast Wisconsin. But but like hitters and, and baseball academy and all of these places where people can players can get better, get bigger, stronger, faster, um, I think have had a big impact on the state of Wisconsin. I, I can't imagine that when you walk into a locker room and, and somebody in the Dodgers says, so where'd you grow up? And you tell them Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> they don't kind of look at you like, really? Like, did you play 20 games over there or what? Um, but I think I think now I th- we're talking about more guys like you.
3: 100%. Uh, you know, I think the travel ball and uh, the high school coaches, like you said, do a great job at, um, you know, uh, building relationships and, and making players better. Um, and, uh, what, maybe a few, maybe even 10 years ago compared to now, there's so many more right. great players. You look at guys like, Alex and and Jared uh, Kellenick and um, Dalton Barsho, Owen Miller. There's so many good players. Uh, Doran right. Turchin, uh Jonathan Stevers. You know the list goes on and on of guys who are doing really right. good in Pro Bowl now. Where maybe 10 years ago wasn't uh, we weren't as as relevant. You know, um, right. So I think it obviously we're doing something different than we weren't doing maybe 15 20 years ago. And uh, I think it's the travel ball and the high school coaches. And I think they get all the credit. You know.
1: No. Hey, 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 Scott. You know, looking at at uh, Gavin, 2016 Wisconsin baseball Gatorade Player of the Year. He hit uh-huh. 560 his senior yeah. year. Him <laughs> and I are like twins. I hit 560 in the church softball league one year. Just, <laughs> just so you got. Hey, Gavin. Just so you know, our swings are very similar.
2: I'm a righty. You're like,
1: no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm the just only
2: thing t- he's got you on, Mike, is a little bit of speed. I think oh, yeah. you haven't just got you on the speed yeah. at all. I mean, other yeah. than that, you're pretty comparable. Hey, I, I played second base <laughs> in the
1: church softball league. He plays second base. Yeah, in the we're, it's we're no like. It's tw- no different. There's no that, You
2: know. Yeah, playing in the NL, playing in the NLCS versus playing in your church softball league—the hey, pressure we, is hey,
1: very we, similar. We got to the it final four of that church softball league. Some Lutheran <laughs> church beat us, I think. <laughs> hey, Gavin, the best pitcher you have faced so far?
3: Uh, I would say it's a toss-up between Jonathan uh, DeGrom and uh, Scherzer. Just throw up—you know, you oh, can throw man. either of them in the bag. Jeez, yeah.
1: okay. they're both pretty good. Yeah, they're I both can't, pretty good. Yeah, I can't bring up the <laughs> slow pitch softball pitcher from that Lutheran <laughs> church. I just can't. I can't do it, Gavin. That's awesome. Hey, does you, your family's August? Does your mom and dad they get a chance to see you come? They come out and see you play quite a bit. Um, during the minor league season, I think they usually try to come a
3: couple times. Uh, when I was in the Texas League and and Double A. We played in Springfield, Missouri, which is not terribly far. It's like, I want to say, eight hours. So they always right. came to that and then tried to come in Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Um, but, yeah, they've made the stops pretty much every every trip, of the, every stop of the way. Uh, they came out to California when I was in Rancho. When I played in Great Lakes, obviously that's close. Um, that whole league is, is the Midwest. Um, so they've pretty much been everywhere, every stop the way, yeah.
1: Man, that's awesome. Awesome. Hey, real quick, uh, the adjustment going to second base for you, um, uh, easy adjustment, difficult uh, adjustment?
3: I played second base quite a bit growing up. Uh, so for me, the angles and the double play turn, it wasn't that different. I think if you could play short, uh, Scott can agree with, with me on yeah. this. I think if you can play short, you can play second. Short yeah. is. There's so much demand and um, it's probably the most important position on the field outside of catcher. So uh, right. I think, yeah, you can play short. You can definitely play second.
2: And Gavin, obviously just switching gears a little bit because I know you got to go and we appreciate the time. But, man, you, you've you been blowing up with this online gaming thing. You're like, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, your star was already <laughs> huge with what you did last year in the playoffs. And then everywhere I look on Twitter, all it's it's you gaming with all these different organizations and stuff. Talk a little bit about that. How's that? Uh, it's helping pass the yeah. time obviously, right? Oh my
3: god. It's 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 keeping <laughs> me sane through through this uh this quarantine. I think I don't know if, if I didn't have video games I really don't know what I would be doing right now.
2: Um but Well you're playing some big season, names.
3: And, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean and all of them are great dudes, so it, it's cool getting to know different right. people in different sports and uh we're all kind of in, you know, similar positions, so it's cool getting uh, people's perspective on everything and uh, just realizing that everybody, all these dudes are just normal people at the end of the yeah. day, you know, it's, right. uh, it's, right. um, it's cool getting to know different people. But yeah, I think uh,
2: and your YouTube channel too. I, I, <laughs> people can check that out. They just, they just go to YouTube. Is it, is it labeled something particular, Jared or how, do, or uh, Gavin. Gavin? Sorry. How do they get to your, uh, how do they get to your YouTube stuff? Is that something you're doing on a regular basis?
3: Uh, it's really more of an off-season thing. Uh, it's, okay. it's kind of impossible to do during the season, um, right. games and travel, and it's just it's not doable. Um, okay. But uh, so a media company came up and approached me about it and just said, you know, this is a cool opportunity to be able to interact with fans and make yourself more relatable and people can get to know you more on a personal basis. And I just thought it was a cool opportunity for people to kind of know more about me and uh, me just being able to interact with people um. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think that's that's cool for everybody in, involved in that. So, hey, um, yeah, I actually liked it. Hey,
1: Scott. Yeah, no, the other the, the the other thing he has available is cameo. He'll do a cameo request, and and I love that. Uh, nobody's ever asked me to do that from that church sure softball league, Gavin. I got to tell you, <laughs> but cameo dot com, the real Gavin. Um, I, I'm telling you, the real Gavin Lux. Excuse me, cameo dot com, the real Gavin Lux, and. uh you know what, he'll do a birthday wish or you know, something like that, and it's pretty cool. I would check that out and check him out on Twitter as well. Man, he is uh, he's made the state of Wisconsin proud, and you can see what. He carries himself awfully well for a young 22-year-old. Hey, Gavin, I've never been a big Dodger fan. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> but I'm going st- to start being a Dodger fan because of you for sure. Oh, I appreciate it, man. We'll, uh, we'll change that. We'll change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll we'll have a conversation one. I don't know why. Growing up, I'm an old guy, Gavin. Just was never a Dodger fan, and and there's a few things here that you know. I'm a Brewer guy, so that and you can understand why. Yeah, you bet. They hey, Gavin, let's cheers. You, you, I. There's no doubt. I and I appreciate you doing the same with the Packers, man. You keep the green and gold on. I'm not a Packer fan. I'm sorry. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Alex, oh, Alex was gonna, the big Packer fan. Alex. Oh, Alex, hold Alex on a, a sec. Packer, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Gavin, you're not a Bears no, fan, are you? I'm not you? telling you. I'm not. I <laughs> plead with <not. laughs> Hey, yeah, as long as it's not the Bears, we're okay, Gavin. You're in Kenosha. Oh, it, it is the Bears. It is That's the Bears. It's probably it the Bears. Be. He's playing the fifth. He's you know the what? Don't worry. You'll grow out of that, Gavin. You'll grow out of that. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see. Yeah, it was Alex Benellis. He was the big Packer guy. Yeah. Gavin Lux, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, again, you can follow him on Twitter at the real Gavin Lux. Uh, hey, good luck, and uh, looking forward to watching you get back out and playing again. No, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. You bet. Thanks a lot, He's Gavin. Gavin Lux. Yep, We're going to get it. to a got break. It. Kevin James and Charlie Marks and a couple of guys that played together at Whitefish Bay. One went on and played at Notre Dame. When one went on and played for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays organization. Two kids I coached in uh, in AAU basketball. And I look forward to catching up with Kevin James and Charlie Markson on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Mike McGivern alongside Scott Holler, head baseball coach at Oak Creek. He's the president of the WBCA. Our next two guests, two guys, I've known these guys since they were in third grade, maybe even sooner. Uh, Kevin James and Charlie Markson, both Whitefish Bay grads, both played for the for the Blue Dukes, played for the junior Blue Dukes, uh, Charlie went out and played at Notre Dame. Kevin played for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays organization. We we're joined by these two two boys living down in the Chicago area. Uh, Charlie, let me start with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I actually escaped uh, Illinois, and I'm I'm up in Door County. Uh, you are
3: uh. I'm isol- isolating myself away from everybody right now.
1: Atta a boy, that's good. <laughs> yeah. We're up in Door County. I'm staying in uh, in Egg
3: Harbor right now.
1: So my my fiance's family has a place, and when they all head back for the weekend, I'm staying to work from uh, work from up here. Man, good for you, Kevin uh, James. Kevin James, how, Kevin James, how are you doing? Coach Mike, what's going on? Good to hear from you. Man, well. thank you, guys. Thanks a lot for for joining us. So what we've been doing on this show is talking to guys that played high school baseball here in the state of Wisconsin, and then went and played at really high levels, and we're talking to them a little bit about their time playing in high school, and one of the things that uh, that the common thread I think today has been these guys saying, hey, look, one of the, some of the best times I've ever had playing baseball has been playing at my high school with guys I grew up with, guys I went to, to grade school uh, with, and guys that I'm in class with. And Charlie, I'm going to start with you. Your, your, your memories of playing at Whitefish Bay um, had to be really good memories for you.
3: Yeah, no. That it's funny when you first reached out to us. My first thought was, I hope this is about high school because some of the best memories of playing um, baseball are with the guys you grew up playing little league with, um, you know, travel ball with in middle school, and then ended up playing at Cahill. Um, you know, I think Kevin would agree with me though. So, some of the most disappointing times too, because I think we never reached the level we thought we could have. Um, but some of the memories of summer games at Cahill still stand out as the best for me.
1: Kevin, same question for you.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it starts even before high school. Just playing, growing up, playing at little league, um, up to the water tower, and then you play all stars with these guys, and you just you grow up with them playing every summer. Um, I, I still have just anytime I walk past Cahill, I or I guess Craig Council Field now, but uh, mm-hmm. I still have special memories. Every time I, I walk past it, I think think of uh, all the great times we had there. It's,
1: Scott, when I, when I, um, when we were talking about today's show and, and I said, Hey, I want to get Charlie Markson and Kevin James on, you said, man, that would be great. Had hey, coached yeah. these guys in all-star game. These are two really nice young men, uh, even back then in high school. And these were two exceptional high school baseball players. Absolutely. And, uh,
2: Charlie, Kevin, how are you guys? Thanks for coming on. Um, uh, not sure if you remember our time together at the all-star classic back in 2009, um, I know we had to be. I, I had known you guys, obviously, hearing about you in the area. But yeah, Kevin and and Charlie were a part of some really good whitefish bait teams. And you know, to have two guys from the same high school in the same year get drafted, uh, that was that was pretty special. Um, and, and you're right. I, I hit it off with with both of them um, at that All Star Classic game. And I remember talking to Kevin. I don't know if he remembers this or not, but. Uh, the All-Star Classic was held in June. So uh, I think we were going to start Kevin game one. And and I went over to him and I said, hey, uh, Coach wosinski has got you on a pretty tight pitch count here. uh, So we got to be careful. And Kevin kind of laughed and said, yeah, that sounds like him. So I don't remember exactly how many innings you you threw there for us, Kevin. But um, obviously Kevin was one of the top arms in the state. And and obviously went on and got drafted by the Rays. And then Charlie, I just remember ran like a deer. Oh man, he couldn't. We couldn't. I think we played them. I think he had four stolen bases against us when we played them. Uh, they beat us that year pretty good. Kevin hit one I think that hasn't landed yet. Um, so yeah, just just two phenomenal players at, at the high school
1: level and obviously beyond as well. Hey, hey Charlie, you, let me ask you real quick. Um, your years at Notre Dame, you obviously played at a really high level, played with a lot of guys that that people would would know or played against, you know guys that people would know. when 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 baseball came to an end for you, um, how did how did you react with that? Was that something that you were okay, I'm ready to move on with my life, or was that a difficult time for you?
3: Uh, that's a great question. I think it, you know, in going into my senior year, to have to think about that for the first time because I didn't know if I was going to get drafted or not, um, and then when when the draft came, obviously there was a whole
1: you know I have this this chance to
3: keep playing I'm stand to do it for as long as I
1: can. Ah, uh, we we are we are losing Charlie Marks and Kevin. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to you real quick. Um, got drafted by the Rays. You were all set, I think, to go to was it Boston College? Yeah, yeah. And and said, okay, made the decision that let's let's, uh, take this offer from the Rays and start my professional career right away. I had a chance to have lunch with you down in Fort Myers, Florida. And... uh, I, I know that the, the, the Rays had a different way of, of doing things where um, I think there were some other teams that you may have uh, been able to move through the system a little bit, a little bit quicker, Kevin, um, when you look at those years that you played with the race, uh, do you look at those fondly? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, right now for sure. I do back, back in the time, when I was 19, 20 years old, I definitely, I wish I had handed a little differently. Um, just from a maturity standpoint, but but now I definitely look through, look back thinking about all the the bus rides and spending a lot of time in the Appalachians and and all over southeastern United States, just uh, you know making friends and, and playing playing ball throughout that entire time. I definitely think back of that with great memories. Um, but I remember at that at that time it was it was difficult. I didn't feel like I was accelerating the way I should have,
1: but but now I'm. I'm
0: so grateful
1: for the opportunity, hey, Kevin. You told me at one point I will never go to Florida again. I'm never going to Florida. <laughs> That's I, that I have zero interest in ever going back to that state. We got Charlie Markson back. Hey, Charlie, let's get back to that question where you yeah. know, it, okay, this was this was it. Now baseball was going to be done for you, and and, and wondering how you handle that. Yeah.
3: So you know, I remember as i back on it. Um, I think it was. At the time, I just tried to dive right into what was next, and I think, you know, as you that's probably what six or seven years ago. At the time, um, I thought I was ready to move on to what was next, and as I look back on it, I, I think I just tried to ignore it, right, because it was such a, a, a letdown at the time. Because um, it, it's kind of what you you worked your whole life for. It was your your future plans. It was what you did on your free time. It was where your friends came from. Uh, with A lot of a lot of your relationships reformed. formed. Um, so the transition into the real world was definitely harder uh, once it became a reality. But I, I'll, I'll never say, you know, you look back on it and a lot of the skills you learn along the way ended up making you um, succeed in, in the real world, too. So they they kind of translated better than I expected them to.
1: Hey, Kevin, um, I'm going to, Charlie, I'm going to ask you, both of you guys, the same question. But, Kevin, when you look back at your high school career, uh, at Whitefish Bay, when it comes to baseball, what was your favorite memory of that? Be who favorite memory? Um,
0: yeah, I as much as it kind of pains me to say it. Um, our our senior year, we were we were losing to Sherwood in the in the playoffs. Um, and I mean to diminish Sherwood by any means, but no. I, I we we were down by four runs going into the seventh inning and. I was just like, "There's no way we can." My career can end against Sherwood. and we rallied back in the bottom of the seventh inning, put up uh, five to win the game. That was that was that. pretty special.
1: Man, I don't. Yeah, I don't care who it is. When you, when you feel like, "Hey, this could come to an end right now," and you put up five yeah. to to win, it's big. Charlie, same question for you. When you look back at at those uh, those years at Whitefish Bay, your favorite memory playing for the the Dukes?
3: Yeah, I think I know it. I'll give you two answers because my first real answer was what Kevin said. Um,
1: Okay. (laughs) You know,
3: when I was thinking about what what questions you would ask, that was one of the first things that popped my mind was the the feeling of being that low. Again, no offense to Shorewood, but knowing your high school career might end at a home loss to Shorewood to then a rally like that, um, you know, was, was amazing and still stands out to me. But I also just think um, early on in Kevin, Kevin and I's career when we played with a guy named David Casey, who I'm sure you guys know, yep. who was one of the, the reasons I ended up going to Notre Dame. Uh, he was two years ahead of us. But, you know, being in summer baseball had its pros and cons. And one of the pros was you just wake up and you roll, over, you roll out of bed and you walk over to the field and there's four or five guys there and you just throw each other BP, um, playing long toss. And this was even before we were supposed to be there. Um, and just right. those memories and those times before the games were amazing.
1: Hey, so you guys know David Casey is listening right now, and he said that he he could hit the ball way further than either of you guys. <laughs> hey, he used to put him on the the playground at Cahill. I don't Understand. know
2: if anyone, but,
0: but but there is an infamous shot against at Nicolay that I don't know if it's landed yet.
1: <laughs> hey, so you guys know when you come home to visit your mom and dad you, you i would avoid Shorewood for the last the next six months <laughs> 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 i remember
2: being across town playing probably <laughs> playing our own playoff game and getting done and and hearing about that you know obviously news didn't travel as fast back then but it was it still traveled and i remember getting out and you know being done with our game in here and hearing, Whitefish Bay had to come back in the bottom of the seventh against Shorewood, and everyone was just like, "Wait, what? No, you're you're you're, you're hearing the wrong story." Um, but that's baseball, you know. That's baseball. Yeah, it that's, is. That's why we love it because it doesn't matter, you know. The the game doesn't care about records or you know how talented one team is versus the other, you know. And I know it's hey. cliche, but that's that's the great part of high school sports, right there.
1: We're talking with Kevin James and Charlie Markson from Whitefish Bay. Hey Kevin, I still have a Tampa Bay rays uh, hat that you uh, autographed for me. And i sure, wondered, what what can I get for it on ebay you nothing, think nowadays? Nothing. Unless my mom <laughs> Hey, if I drive it down to, to your folks' home, I bet your mom might give me ten bucks for it. She would have the cash. <laughs> there you go. For my grandma, but that's about it. I I might hit grandma first because I might get 15. Um, Charlie, thank you so much. Kevin, thank you. I really appreciate your time, and and I look forward to to seeing you. Last time I saw you, Charlie, you were running – Across the street from Lisa's, I was running in, and Kevin, I get a You're chance. Right. I haven't seen you in a couple of years, but I look forward to it. And uh, say hi to your mom and dad for me, Charlie. Same, same with you. I talk to you guys, talk to your parents quite a bit. So um, I look forward to seeing you in person. Have fun up in Door County, Charlie. If you yeah. need company, you call me. I'll drive up there.
2: <laughs> I'm always open for company.
1: There Thanks you go. Nice, nice talking, talking to you guys.
3: Thanks, you. Josh. Stay out of family.
1: Th- you got it. Thanks, guys. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll wrap this thing up. Man, what a phenomenal show. This has been a really fun show. And uh, we'll talk to Scott Holler about not only these guys that we talked about, but a little bit what's going on with the WBCA. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fans. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show brought to you by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern with Scott Holler, Head Baseball Coach at Oak Creek and the President of the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show. Scott, the, for two hours today, we talked to guys that played their high school baseball here in the state of Wisconsin. And I can tell you that what I got out of this show is, is, is a number of things. But first of all, these were really qual- all four, five guys really quality individuals, but when they start talking about playing high school baseball in the state with the guys they grew up with and the guys they sat in math class with, you could just mm-hmm. hear the joy in their voice.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the way from from Jared, who obviously, you know, a, a guy that's returned to his alma mater and, and has done great things as a, as a coach and, you know, to, to hear about Alex, um, you know, uh, the success that he's had at Louisville and you know he's 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 got the front page. He wrote a letter a couple of, you know a couple of years back when he graduated that I got in the front page of our book. Uh, it's basically a letter to all of our players about what it means to be an Oak Creek Knights baseball player. And you know all the way down the line to Gavin getting mobbed by his guys. You know all the Kenosha. You know basically becoming a legend uh, in his own right and his star status is just off the charts right now. And then to guys like Charlie and Kevin who have have moved on and. Uh, talked about the great things they learned from the game. Uh, just, just very special and, and doing good things in their lives.
1: You know, I, I knew early on with Kevin and Charlie because when we played in AAU basketball, if there was a baseball tournament and, and you know, talking with Dave Markson and Doug James, they, they said, look, they'll play AU basketball, but understand baseball is their first uh, choice. And I mm-hmm. said, that's fine. When I can right. get him, I want to get him. I have to tell you a funny story about about these guys. We were playing against Michael Jordan's son's team in an okay. AU basketball tournament in Racine, and they didn't know who he was. I knew who he was. Sure. Um, I knew who the kid was. He had 27 in the game ahead of us. and. <laughs> Uh, I put Kevin James on him because Kevin James could play defense like crazy, as Charlie could because he was so fast. But Kevin just had a knack. And so we were up by like 25, and I took Kevin out with a couple minutes to go. And I think we were in fourth (laughs) or fifth grade, something like that. And I said, Kevin, I'm going to tell you something, but you can't tell anybody until the game's (laughs) over. He said, what's up? I said, you just held Michael Jordan's son to four points. He goes, you know what? I wondered where he got those shoes. Those shoes aren't even on the market yet. <laughs> and I go, there you go. That's, so that's great. I, I, have a, yeah. I had so much fun with their families. And, and I can't tell you how much love I have for the Markson family and the James right. family and these two young men. But baseball was their that, – that's what their love was. And yeah. I, um, I just think the guys that, that have to make that decision to play travel or play high school ball – I just, man, I, I would so encourage you to play high school high school baseball.
2: Yeah, and not to one-up you, that's a great story, Mike, uh, but yesterday was our twin's ninth birthday. So um, TJ, my son, and his twin sister Quinn, obviously they get up, they open their presents. So here here was their day yesterday. TJ gets a bunch of packs of baseball cards, and he pulls a Gavin Lux rookie card okay, oh, from the pack. So he's going nuts, right? So little did I know my wife um, – she told me that some family was going to drive by around six, seven o'clock, you know, and and surprise the kids or whatever. Well, guess who the first one to come to the house yesterday was? Alex Benellis. He gives TJ, you know, autographed uh, batting gloves, wow, uh, signed Benellis baseball card. TJ called it his best birthday ever. And here he's here. We're stuck in quarantine. We can't see anybody. But uh, getting a Gavin Lux baseball card and Alex Benella stopping and talking to him, you know, just it's just special. And that's that's what it's all about right there.
1: Hey, you know what? That might be one of my favorite birthdays. I'll let you know when my birthday's coming <laughs> up. Maybe you can set that up. Hey, Scott, <laughs> thank you. So, thank you so much uh, yeah. for, for setting thank the you, show. Been a wonderful show. And I think exactly yeah. what we were hoping for yeah. happened. Um, yep. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Mike. Yep. Thank thanks you, Mike. for. You bet. Thanks for listening. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show. Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan.